You're listening to the West End Frame Show. Hello and welcome to the West End Frame Show. I'm your host and West End Frame editor, Andrew Tomlins. And after what feels like a really, really long break, it is so great to be back. Before getting stuck into today's bonus episode, I wanted to let you know that we have a big catch-up episode coming your way tomorrow, featuring lots of chat about all the shows I've seen since our last episode in December. And then, as of next week, we will be officially getting stuck into Season 8 and bringing you a weekly stagey catch-up with lots of incredible co-hosts. I am so excited about some of the people we have coming up. It is going to be so much fun. But before then, from time to time, we drop these bonus episodes to platform some different shows opening in Theatreland. And when I heard about this show that we're going to be discussing today, I knew we had to do an interview with one of the team. Megan Martin is currently starring in Smoke at the Southwark Playhouse, a modern adaptation of Miss Julie set in a pre-Me Too New York at a BDSM party. It asks audiences to question our preconceived conceptions around BDSM communities. And to make it even more interesting, Megan is starring in the show opposite her real-life partner, actor Ollie Higginson. Megan has had a pretty crazy career. She started out working on screen in the States, starring in the likes of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Camp Rock, 10 Things I Hate About You, and Mean Girls 2. Then, if we fast forward, Megan moved to London to study acting at Lambda, and has gone on to do some super exciting projects on the London stage, including including Never Not Once and The Actor's Nightmare at the Park Theatre and The Least We Could Do at the Other Palace. I am so excited that Megan is joining me right now live from the Southwark Playhouse. And just to give you some context, as we record this, Megan is still in rehearsals, but by the time this is in your ears, Smoke's Run will be underway. So welcome to the West End Frame Show, Megan Martin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Paint the picture. Where are you right now? What's going on? Where are you at? (laughs) A picture of chaos. That's what it would be titled. Um, I am currently in the Southwark Playhouse uh, bar, uh, which makes me sound way more fun than I am. Uh, We are rehearsing in the upstairs rehearsal room. Um, So it's my lunch break and I am uh, trying to maybe get some sun, but mostly just um, absorbing the gray clouds of London. (laughs) (laughs) And your rehearsals for a pretty exciting piece called Smoke and am I right in thinking that you've been attached to this project you have had involvement with this project for some time Um, I've seen some like workshop pictures it looked like and stuff so can you kind of explain how this came onto your radar and do you remember what you thought when you first heard about this Yes. Um, So in 2020, um, I was reading through plays, uh, two-handers mainly, because at that point in time, we were all like, you have to do a show with someone you're in a bubble with. 
And I happen to be married to an actor, um, Ollie Higginson. And uh, I was like, well, we're in a bubble. So let's see if I can find a play with the two that could fit the two of us. And I read a lot of very bad plays. <laughs> and then uh, when I came across Smoke, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know Kim Davis, the playwright. And I thought the little blurb sounded interesting. So I started reading through it. And I, I remember being about 15 pages in and turning to Ollie and being like, oh, this is really good. This is different than anything that I had read so far. And then I, it was an absolute page turner for me. Like as I kept going and kept going, I just wanted to know more and more and like see what was going to happen with these two characters. And um, so at that point we were like, okay, well, how do we practically create this show? And we started meeting with directors on Zoom, of course. And we ended up meeting with um, Polina Kalinina and Yulia Levi, who are our current directors. And um, yeah, we just, we we said, we well, Polina very rightfully said that we should do an R&D of the show first because it is, you know, not like sort of your typical play. It involves a lot of intimacy and um, some sexual violence because it is set at a BDSM party. And um, so we wanted to explore that and explore what it meant to be a real life couple doing this show. And we fortunately got Arts Council funding for the R&D. And in, so that was in March 2021. We worked on the the intimacy with an intimacy coordinator and sorry intimacy director i always say coordinator but that's the film and tv one and director is the theater one and the director you don't call a, a, a director a coordinator that's exactly <laughs> blasphemous um so so yeah it was it was amazing and then uh, just you know fast forward to summer of last year and the southwick playhouse said come along come do the show and here we are now in this strange sun trap of the bar, <laughs> rehearsing <laughs> this crazy play. But you're literally, you made this happen. You you made this happen from reading I mean, the with the help of a lot of brilliant people, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like I read, it's interesting you saying that you read a lot of bad plays. Like I spent my life reading a hell of a lot of biogs about pieces, you know, like synopsis um, mm. for different pieces. And, you know, like you do form a kind of opinion when you read kind of in a few sentences what a piece is about. That's when you go, Definitely. oh, I want to go and see that. Would I be interested in covering that? And um, this is one that just really obviously stood out to me and immediately intrigued me and immediately made me go, oh, OK, I want to see this. I want to I do this interview. I want to talk about this. So yeah. can you kind of set up a little bit more you mentioned the bdsm party this is yes. kind of a modern adaptation of miss julie right yes yeah so um someone recently called it a reinterpretation and i thought that was like a really great cool. way of describing it um because it is you could have no knowledge of miss julie and still be perfectly fine seeing this show like it does hold its own it's not um it's not an adaptation in the more traditional sense it kind of reminds me of like the um Patrick Marber play Don Juan in Soho and like calling that an adaptation of Don Juan because it, it's different enough and um 
It, so yes, it's a, a reinterpretation of August Strindberg's Miss Julie. And uh, like Miss Julie, you have these two characters, John and Julie, who are, um, they're meeting for the first time in Smoke, but there is a history between them without giving too much away. There's, um, without them actually knowing each other, there's a shared history. And they are at this BDSM party in 2012, New York, uh, New York City. And it all takes place in real time. So you're experiencing moment to moment uh, with cool. the characters as they get to know each other and develop a sort of um, language of intimacy with each other. And like Miss Julie, things don't go particularly well in the end. <laughs> and this is, I think, such a different theme for theatre to be discussing in this way, tackling whatever you want to say. In LGBT world, we actually see, I would say, like quite a lot of queer theatre, gay theatre, which mm. will delve into the world of sex in different kind of ways and and will kind of use sex to sell theatre and sometimes in a kind of a cheaper way and sometimes in a really interesting and deep diving way. Yeah. But like for a straight couple, like I, I don't know, I can't think of other examples of pieces that yeah. I've seen which have kind of explored kind of sex positivity and kind of, yeah. I know you're doing various Q&As and you've got sex positive activists coming along um, and it's going to tackle notable prejudices such as kink shaming. And I mean, it's just so interesting to hear theatre kind of delving into this, but we don't, it doesn't happen, right? This is, this is quite unique. No. Yeah, it is interesting. And I mean, we when we did the R&D, we spoke with loads of BDSM advocates and participants. And um, like I learned so much because I, di I didn't know much about the BDSM community beforehand. And um, just sort of like realizing that consent truly is at the heart of BDSM. And uh, I mean, it, it is everything in BDSM. And I think that there's such a misunderstanding of that in modern media. I mean, you have like Fifty Shades of Grey, which is like actually a terrible <laughs> representation of BDSM. And not not that Smoke is a good re representation because that's that's been the trickiest thing is like these two characters are not practicing BDSM properly. They're not like the shining examples it but um but what it does is it raises conversations about nuanced consent and um and i think like hopefully people walk away from the show wanting to talk more about consent rather than this whole like using the trope of like she was asking for it kind of thing like just because someone shows up to a bdsm party or partakes in a bdsm relationship mm. doesn't mean that they are consenting to everything and anything and i think the vanilla community myself included we have these um yeah these uh preconceived judgments of and prejudices of like well where do you draw the line and yeah. learning that like actually lines in in a well-practicing bdsm partnership the lines are very clear yeah 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 and do you think is it key that this is set in a pre me too world yes yeah so i think for me because i am i'm 30 so i am the same age that the character would be in 2012 like i was 20 in 2012 um and i think like looking back on my experiences and my friends experiences of that time I think it was like, it's crazy to say because it was only 10 years ago, but like Me Too really changed the conversation around consent and um, and power dynamics in, uh, I mean, again, I can only speak for uh, my sort of heterosexual cisgender white lady 
<laughs> um, experiences. <laughs> but, uh, but, but I think like it, after Me Too, it was suddenly like, oh, I do have a sexual power that maybe I didn't realize I had. And like, I can say no to things, which sounds really sad from a 2023 lens. But I, I just think we were, we were told that assault looks a specific way. And unless your assault looked that way, then it wasn't assault. And this show, I, I hope inspires people to go, oh, maybe it's not always the villain twisting his mustache in the corner, like cackling, like maybe assault can be hidden in uh, something much more complicated than that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so interesting. I could just, you, I, I can almost, well, I would want to be a fly on the wall listening to the conversations that people have on the way back to the tube station afterwards. Oh, Do you know what I mean? No. You're going to invoke so many crazy conversations amongst audiences. I mean, that is so, so, so exciting. I'm terrified. I'm very terrified. I, I will be not coming down to the bar immediately after the show. <laughs> like just hiding in the dressing room. Honestly. <laughs> Because I mean, but that is what, you know, to me, like, that's what art is about is beginning conversations that people wouldn't have had without seeing the piece. And I don't think that like, like theater doesn't always have to be happy and tied up in a little bow. And this show definitely is not. It ends with uh, like, I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but it is quite a shocking moment. And then it's sort of like, okay, that's the end of the play. Bye. Ooh. So um, it really leaves people up to 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 make their own decisions and uh, interpret things how they will. Great. Oh my gosh, I love it. And then basic <laughs> question. I had to ask this basic question. Working with your partner. <laughs> Easier said than yeah. done. I mean, as you said about the intimacy, uh, I almost said manager, director. Director. Very important. Um, <laughs> are you able to like, you know, check in and then check out of rehearsals yes. and leave things in the room and not take it home with you? Because it must be complicated. Yeah, it is hard. I mean, I feel really lucky because, uh, I mean, it's so cheesy sounding, but we do just really respect each other as actors. And uh, we actually met as actors. We met on an acting course. So I think that like uh, we we've sort of been able to to compartmentalize enough that when I'm in the rehearsal room, I don't feel like this is my partner who I've been with for almost a decade. Like this feels just it does feel like someone I know and trust, but it mm. feels more like people I went to drama school with or a really good friend, like someone that you you can uh take risks with but but are still professional with and our intimacy director asha jennings grant has also been really great about making sure we do check in and check out and that we do like a body check every day like this is where i'm comfortable being touched today this is not this is where i'm not comfortable being touched and i also think like what's interesting for that for the piece is because the piece is so much about consent we are like using that Oh, I mean, it's about consent gone wrong, but we're using the heart of consent in our rehearsal process. Like when you are around your partner, you do just sort of like touch them, even just on their arm, like without thinking about it. But we are now going, sorry, can I touch your arm? Is it okay if I put my hand on your back? Things that like aren't necessarily natural to us, but um, I hope make the process cleaner and easier to not not take home with us <laughs> and enjoying getting to work and have kind of fire on stage with each other and it must be that must be so cool yeah it is cool it's I mean it we just like 
it's I think it's great it's beautiful because uh creating art together is like something that yeah theater and art is so important to us as individuals so being able to do it together is like the best version of it <laughs> well listen you've got me I need to come and see this and have some crazy conversations <laughs> afterwards I'm ready so everybody's coming to see smoke at the Southwark Playhouse you're there from the 1st of February all the way through to the 25th of February right yes um, so get on down people Megan a total pleasure to speak to you on your lunch break thank you so much for giving up so your <laughs> yeah. time for me no no worries thank you a big thank you again to Megan it was such a pleasure to speak to her and you need to get down to the Southwark Playhouse to see her in smoke before the 25th of February that was a fun show to chat about what a way to kick off another year of podcasting um, don't forget to hit subscribe and follow so you can stay up to date with all our new episodes of the West End Frame Show that are coming your way and you can even leave us an Apple podcast rating or review we love hearing from you so stay up to date with all things West End Frame on Twitter Instagram and Facebook check out our interviews podcast in the frame this week's guest is from the cast of Newsies and I'll be back tomorrow for a big old stagey catch up <laughs>